From the Power Business Technology Toshiba Studios. Your home for the Oakland A's every weekend. And it's swung a line to left center, base hit in the A's and won it. On a walk-off line drive, base hit to left center. Sackdown Sports. Ah, let's go, baby! It's time for the Return of the Empire podcast. One hour of all things red and gold. Return of the Empire. Here are your hosts, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider Emil Fragoso and Nate Littlefield. What it do, what it do. Back here on Sacktown Sports, Sacktown Sports 1140. Joined as always by Nate Littlefield, my producer extraordinaire slash co-host with Kyle on the ones and twos behind the screen. What is going on, everyone? My name is Emiliano Emil Fergoso, and we are here for Return of the Empire. Yes, we are live now, no longer on the podcast during the season. We're live. In We're studio. big boys. Big boys. We're big boys. I haven't okay. heard that opener. That sounded good. That was clean. That sounded professional. That was I've never clean. heard my voice in a professional setting before. I, I got little goosebumps, actually. Oh, my God. Did you? I'm I got little cry, goosebumps. I think. Oh. I'm going to cry. We'll shed some tears after the show. You know, little cheers. So, you know, big milestone for us here. First ever live show, Return of the Empire, here on Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports 1140. But again, this is a Niners podcast. We got to talk supporting Niners. Well, now it's a live show. Yeah. It's not a podcast anymore. This Good is a point. live show. You are correct. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. getting used to that, as you can see. Yeah. But so. again, Niners time, Niners talk. We got a big, big season ahead of us uh, in the 2023 season here with the 49ers. So let's get into it. Obviously, the big news right now is Nick Bosa. Oh, what's up with him? I don't know, man. He's not there. He's not there in Santa Clara, and that's the problem right now. Nick Bosa, only five days out from the season over against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Nick Bosa, nowhere to be found. So this is this really bothers you, too, because you've been you've been talking about this when you, when you make your uh, little uh, your guest appearances on all, all of our shows from yep. 6 to 6. He was at OTAs before the season started. Mm-hmm. And so it looked like everything was good and chill and everyone's telling you the whole time that nothing, you know, no one's worried. None of the players are worried. Lynch isn't worried. Shanahan's not worried. And now I think it's time to start worrying. It's very much time (laughs) to start worrying. It's been time to start worrying for the last week or two. I had predicted that Nick Bosa would have a deal done by week three, the preseason before the the Los Angeles Chargers game, the finale, just to get him some reps in there, you know, get some practice under him, you know, just Get him back into game shape. As we all know, football shape and game shape are very different things because you just never know what's going to happen on the field. And while Nick Bosa takes care of himself, he's in pristine condition. You, you, you can't replicate in game reps. Yeah, which not playing preseason. Most of the guys didn't play preseason. I think Trent Williams played like a drive or two, correct? I don't believe Trent played, honestly. I thought I saw him out there. He might have out there for a, yeah, maybe yeah. a drive. Again, the yeah. veterans didn't play much. Yeah, so – and. You got to trust if you're going to trust yeah. anyone, it's going to be one of the Bosa brothers, right? Yes. To to be healthy, to to have their giant quads ready to play. Yeah. But it is it's it's you know, it's a little scary. But I think for sure what's not happening is that the Niners are not going to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Look, all this rumor about the Niners trading him and, and whatnot, and we'll get into that in a second with Jimmy Garoppolo because again, Raiders, Niners, Garoppolo, for Shanahan, linked again. We'll talk about that in about two. We can't stop talking minutes. about Jimmy Garoppolo, no, dude. We can't stop talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. No. He's always going to be linked to Kyle Shanahan. It's like a bad divorce. Yeah, it really is. It's a bad divorce. It's a syndrome. It's a yes. syndrome. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that, Kyle. That's good. <laughs> the Jimmy G syndrome. But in terms of Nick Bosa, where are we right now with Nick Bosa? Well, reportedly, they're still apart. They're trying to figure out 
how much Nick Bosa is going to make. He's apparently, at least this according to NFL Network's Ian Rapport, he is over the $30 million threshold annually, which would put him as the highest paid pass rusher, but he's not over the Aaron Donald number, which would be making the highest defensive player in the well, NFL. He wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback Correct. is the verbiage that you're seeing everywhere. Yes. Which is fair. And no, it's absolutely fair for a guy like Nick Bosa. Again, yeah. rookie of the year, defensive player of the year coming off that. It led the league last year, 18 and a half sacks while missing a game and a half of action. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's going to be a guy you're going to overpay, it's Nick Bosa. And he has every right to want 35 million north. And we're seeing reports today specifically that an extension is on the table and that the problem is the structure of the contract. Mm-hmm. So you have to assume this is something similar to what we just watched over the offseason with Lamar Jackson. Yes. Where he wanted all this guaranteed money because of Deshaun Watson's deal from prior year, yep. the year prior. Correct. Where he got, I think, 90% of his money, 85% About of his money. All was the guaranteed. guaranteed yeah. So Lamar wanted the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a lot of it. Yes. He didn't get it at all. But I think that is probably the safe assumption with the Nick Bosa contract is that he's not getting that money straight into his pocket right away. Yeah, that's the problem. Again, yeah. the rumors are that he wants about $110 million. Is him, him and his agent, Brian Ainult of CAA Sports, want about $110 million in guaranteed money. And that's a lot of money guaranteed. But if there's one player you're going to you know, fork over the change for, It'd be your, you know, your star pass rusher, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I'm forking over the change for Nick Bosa. Like if you were Jed York right now, you would. This would have been done months ago, correct? I well, I don't know. I'm not Jed York. You're I not. think I, the problem is that I don't. <laughs> I'm not a professional. I don't understand the salary cap. Okay. It gets so convoluted and confusing. And what I always reference when talking about salary caps is that the Rams just pretended for a season that the salary cap didn't exist. (laughs) So now when you have a team with seven or eight guys in the top 100, the NFL player coaches ranked top 100. Absolutely. You got to pay all those guys. Mm -hmm. And Nick Bosa is the highest ranked one, number four, I believe. The highest ranked non-offensive player, Mm -hmm. which is usually how it works when you're a defensive player of the year. Yeah. I... It, it's it's a kerfuffle the the, uh, <laughs> the cap space situation. It's a kerfuffle. I, like I would have liked to get the deal done several months ago, uh-huh. and it seemed like we're not in the meetings. We're not listening to all the weird stuff that's going on. Something is going on that we don't know about, and that's my conspiracy. Yeah, there probably is something going on we don't know about. It's clear that they are at a stalemate in, in conversations. And while John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have not shared the, those negotiations with the media, have been very silent, you know, keeping it in-house with us especially, they've been, you know, using the media a little bit today, you know, leaking a couple things out there, you know. Little Diana Russini of, of uh, The Athletic now, I should say. She leaked out that there is a record-breaking deal on the table for Nick mm-hmm. Bosa right now. Now, does that mean record-breaking in terms of that highest non-quarterback or record-breaking in terms of edge rusher? I think more so towards the latter. Yeah, because it would be done. It would be done. Yeah, it would be done. So it's it's tough. It's it's really – I know they're trying to plan for the future. They got guys who are older, like Trent Williams, like Correct. I mentioned, Correct. mentioned, who might not even play. We were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. He might not even play out the rest of his contract. Yeah. But you can't predict things like that. You can't. You have to assume he's going to, right? Yes. You you don't know how long George Kittle is going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. You don't know what Brock Purdy is even going to be look like or looking like in the future if you're going to have to pay him or not. Yeah. So it, it's 
it's a kerfuffle. It is. It's a tricky situation. It's kind of why it's taken so long. It's a very complex deal. There's so many moving parts, you know, roster bonuses, you know, being here week five incentives in terms of gameplay on there. Like there are so many integral parts that us as, you know, fans and even media, we're not in the building with them. So we can't, you know, see those breakdowns. So you got to put some faith in John Lynch that's going to happen. But the clock is ticking. It, it's really ticking right now. Oh, it's been ticking. It's been ticking. It's been. This is not. This is not breaking news. No, no. Uh, <laughs> the Niners play on Sunday at ten a.m. Really? Yeah. I know that. This so, Sunday? Yeah. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. The worst part. I think I mentioned this on our last episode, but the worst part of the football season for me is that that Thursday night opener where it's yeah. like, yeah, all right, I got some of my fantasy guys playing. I got all this stuff. You know, it's back, it's back. And then you got to wait the three days till Sunday for your team, most likely. Yes. And it just hurt. It feels like months. It feels like months, that dude. three, dude, that oh. those three days feel like months to me. And I'm just, it's going to be a long week. It's going to be a long week. It's We have less than 48 hours now. Uh-huh. Now, you know, now it's, you know, 608. It would be five o'clock uh, kickoff, I believe, would be between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit 520. Lions. 520. Thank you, yeah. sir. 520 is a kickoff on Thursday. So we're less than 48 hours away from kickoff. But it's, it's like, you know, Christmas Eve. It is just waiting over no, the presents. Dude, you say that I'll uh, get a little personal here. Oh, yeah. I tell my uh, last year I was uh, it was the Saturday night mm-hmm. and I'm telling my girlfriend, I'm like, I cannot sleep tonight. <laughs> Kayla, I can't sleep tonight. I'm so excited. It's like yeah. it, you get that knot in your stomach and you're like, I, I don't have a feeling like that anyway. It's so exciting. It's so and then you saw all the slop on the field in Chicago and it Kyle, was like, let's uh... chill out on the on that. Okay. <laughs> Did not get off to a good start. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Niners that day. He's not on the team anymore. Oh, I don't know who that was. He's he's crossed out. You got to <laughs> X him out of the family tree. That was a messy one. But it's messy. We, uh, what we're is gonna, it not messy? We're going to touch on that later. We're going to compare week one of this year to last year and kind of see kind of the uh, intricate ins and outs of that. But that's that's a tease. That's a tease. But before we get to that, though, we got to talk Jimmy Garoppolo still. Right? Oh, a little we bit have that. to. Look, this might not be breaking news to everyone. The Raiders made a little move today, if you didn't catch it. The Raiders restructured Jimmy Garoppolo's contract to free up $17 million in cap space for the 2023 season. It's a convenient number, too, and why is that? Why is that? Because Nick Bosa's salary cap hit currently is $17.58 million, I believe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, just weird. Just weird stuff. Coincidence? I, I think that's pretty conspiratorial. It is. I don't, I don't see the Raiders doing that. Uh, it's hard to say. I you want to say he he if if a team wanted him it would be a win now team but yes. win now teams can't afford him this isn't the NBA like that's not how this works no that's not the and Raiders are not a win now team <laughs> well they they think they are they think that they think Jimmy Garoppolo is the answer their division is brutal it is their division's brutal they if they snuck into the playoffs maybe they're not going to win the Super Bowl no and that's a win now team right by definition. The Niners are a win-now team. Yeah, because they actually have, you know, serious aspirations. They think they can actually win it, where the Raiders are like, let's have a cup of coffee. I think, debatably, the the Raiders got worse this year, but this is oh. not a Raiders show. No, it's a 49ers show. No. So, if anything, it's probably just conspiracy theory. Again, it's just cap negotiation, figuring out how to fit that for the Raiders and for the Niners as well. We will, again, get to all of that mo- moving forward. But, Nate, how how, how do you feel about – the current state of the Niners going into the season. Uh, well, you're catching me in the most exciting part is like right before it's going to happen. So yeah. I'm, I'm biased. I mean, I'm not, yeah. listen, I, 
I guess people, yeah, nobody knows who I am or what I do. I'm just a 49ers fan. Yeah. I'm just, they found me on the street. No, that's not true. <laughs> but I, I like produce some shows here and do, do video production stuff. Yeah. I'm not a reporter like Emil. I'm an emotional fan and I, I get emotional and you know, my feelings get hurt. So I, <laughs> I am excited. I know there's all this drama, but honestly, as a fan, yeah. I'm used to it by now. It's been three chaotic off seasons in a row Four, regardless too yeah. many. And the off seasons drag on forever because every day it's a new storyline. Mm -hmm. It's some new crud we got to deal with. And I just, I'm, I'm sick of it and I'm ready for the season. I'm ready to see yeah. the starters play together and play well. If Bose is there, they are a dominant team. If he's not there, they're going to have to figure it out, but I'm trying to live in the moment. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to live in the try, moment. And, and, the, and the moment right now is the Niners are going to be back playing. Hopefully playoff football here at the end of this year going into next year that's the goal right to play some playoff football and win some games here the goal is to win a super bowl that's the goal. and i need to see that before i die but you can't do that without nick bosa uh i've seen other teams win super bowls without nick bosa <laughs> so can the niners do it though is yeah the real question. I, well they've done it without him but uh <laughs> they had jerry rice so. yeah they did um not in 81 but no yeah it's they It'd be nice to have him. It'd be nice to have him. But outside of Bosa, he's getting all the talk right now. There's still so much to talk about with this team, like yeah. bringing in. I'm so excited to see uh, Javon Hargrave. Oh, yeah. And I am so high on – I'm irrationally high on Cleveland Farrell. Wow. I'm irrationally high on Cleveland Farrell. He is um, someone who has taken arguably too high in the draft. Yes. Number four overall, I believe, by yeah. the later. It was a reach even at the time. Um, but I, we we do this thing on this show where we, I don't know if you guys ever watched like the NBA on TNT, mm -hmm. we, me and Emil just started it last week. It's something we talked about a lot where we're writing down sticky notes at the beginning of the season to kind of check in either halfway through the season or the mm -hmm. end of the season, kind of, we're making some hot take predictions. Yes. One of mine was that Emil or Emil, sorry, Emil Cleveland Farrell, uh, <laughs> will have uh, more than six sacks. It's a hot take. By the, and it, that is a hot take because he's a rotational guy. Yeah. But I think that benefits him being, you know, obviously you need Bosa. This is like an Alden Smith, Justin Smith situation for the Niners mm -hmm. where the, uh, like Alden plays off of Justin's interior play. Yeah. And that helps him put up those sack numbers. And I'm not trying to take any way, anything away from either of those players or any player mm -hmm. at all, but that's just how it works. There's a chemistry. So Nick Bosa. Yeah makes that D-line so much better. Yeah, if you double him, you're singling, you know, Drake Jackson on the other side yep. or Cleveland Farrell. So it's like – Exactly. It's way different. It's, and and it's, you've yeah. seen the recipe of success for the Niners on the defensive line, especially under Chris Kassarik. Again, Samson Ebukam, uh Arden Key, Charles Amenehu, all guys who have cashed in after a short stint with the Niners. Cleveland Farrell's hoping to do the same thing. But in order to do that, you have to have your star pass rusher on the edge setting yeah. the tone for you because that opens up all the holes for the rotational guys to get in there, get some disruption, get some sacks, you know, break up some plays. Yeah. It all starts to Nick. It's like having like, like Calvin Johnson on offense. It's yeah. like, you know, he draws so much attention. And mm -hmm. so it's a cheat code. I, yeah. It's a cheat code. Um, I want to, before we go to break here, yeah. uh, what is your prediction for the deal to be done with Bosa? Yeah. My, it's so hard. So my, my thought on this deal with Bosa 
and they kind of have some, you know, underlying deadlines with this. Mm -hmm. And one of them is tomorrow before practice. So you have the start of the game week of practice. If they can get this deal done before Wednesday, um, I believe their practice is, is a re- in the afternoon, which is tomorrow, early yeah. afternoon. Yes, Wednesday is last tomorrow. week. They had that weird practice where they went out at like 4 p.m. or something, right? Yeah, but that was that was just a, it, Beyonce yeah. was in town. It was a yeah. whole weird day. Tomorrow, though, practice is at 148. It's in the afternoon. And so if they can get a deal done by noon tomorrow and Nick Bosa, you know, flies in, he's out, I could say it's a good chance of him playing. Mm-hmm. But if it lingers into the weekend, who knows? And yeah. as we all know with the Bosa's, they value their value over anything else. If they believe they're this high up, they're going to believe that and they're not budging. As they should. They're superstars. Superstar family. Uh, We are going to go to break here in a second, but if you want to harass us on YouTube, we're live on YouTube at Sackdown Sports. Yeah. Sackdown Sports 1140. Uh, Get get in the chat. We're going to stay during our breaks live Mm -hmm. and just, you know, goof around i guess that's kind of what we're doing that's what we're gonna do Normally. we're just gonna chat yeah yeah we're just having we're, so much we're just fun. having fun we're just having a conversation having so much fun. we're having a conversation with y'all talking yeah. niners all that great stuff and when we come back from the break though the unofficial depth chart second one for the niners is out with a couple surprises a couple cuts you know maybe they're freeing up some money for nick you never know but we'll be back with that shortly here on sackdown sports turn of the empire all righty we're live on youtube so we're not hearing breaks yeah, you won't hear the break. Yeah, wonderful. So this is a uh, it's kind yeah. of a new experience for you, huh? It is. No, yeah. I haven't done this yet. This yeah. is new for me. So yeah, we'll stay live. We'll hear some stuff. Um, yeah, let me get the YouTube ch- chat up here really quick. Yeah, and we can keep this. Kyle, we can pull this audio right for uh, for the podcast. That's a good question. Yeah. I have not tried before, but we <laughs> you know can what we figure can do? it out. Well, um, yeah, this is it won't, it won't be baseball. In the, yeah, it won't be in the in the KHTK AM program yeah. thing. What but. we can do is pull the audio from YouTube directly and just upload that because then you don't have to trim out commercials or anything. That is a good point. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, 49ers. Yeah, behind football stuff. Behind I have uh, right now I'm on getting harassed on text message by my uncle. Are you really? Yeah, he's... um. Yeah, he's a huge Raiders fan. He does not like that I like Cleveland Farrell. He texted me. He said Raider reject. So wow, <laughs> Raider that's reject rude. Cleveland Farrell. Look, I'm a recovering Raiders fan as well. I only wish for the best for Cleveland Farrell. I really do because mm-hmm. the guy, you know, he's a really nice guy. He's a really just a gentleman guy. Like you talk to him, just a really stand up person. You want to see guys like high character guys succeed. You know, in their first stop. And so I'm really rooting for Cleveland Farrell. And I'm happy he's getting that chance on a Chris Kasarek in the 49ers right now. Yeah, he's only 26 years old. Yeah. He was pretty good at Clemson. He was really and he good was at Clemson. solid in Oakland, but just they just didn't want to pay him. I'm right? so I think- proud of you, Emil, for becoming recovering Fort Raiders fan, too. <laughs> Talking I'm glad you've made that recovering Chargers yeah. fan over there. Six-year recovering Charger fan. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm recovering for right now. As long as, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is on that franchise, I'm going to be recovering because I don't know if I can take Jimmy Garoppolo being my quarterback. I feel I feel like it's PTSD. Like no, I it's covered fun. It's fun. Yeah, I understand I that. Don't you wanna... don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to look. The Raiders have given you a lot of outs over the last couple of years, like reasons to quit the and team. This is the one I'm taking. This is the, yes. I'm glad you've <laughs> taken it. The Jimmy Garoppolo exit route is there for you. Yeah, it's time. It's really time. <laughs> speaking speaking of the Raiders, did you guys see the report about um about um Chandler Jones? Chandler, yeah. thank you. Yeah, about Chandler. No. I was thinking of John Jones. About Chandler Jones. He, uh, he posted some texts on oh, Instagram, yeah. and there's some they drama. They were not good. Not About him? Good. Can you explain it to Nate in 30 seconds or less? Yeah, I can. It's basically, he went on a rant talking about the te- – like, showed the text he had with Josh McDaniels. Like, you guys need to 
it's ridiculous. I don't have to work at a high school gym. I'm a professional athlete. Oh, wow. Okay, like, all, okay. like he exposed the Raiders Ooh, and, then, and then like took it down okay. instantly. It was crazy. All right. Yeah. It was like, this ain't my GM. This ain't my coach. I don't want to yeah, play for them. This, not the first time this has happened with Josh McDaniels. This is true. All right. We are 10 seconds from coming back. Wonderful. of the Empire Podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Yeah, yeah, that is who we are. Sacktown Sports, Sacktown Sports 1140. Emil Fergoso here. Nate Littlefield joining me, of course, my producer slash co-host extraordinaire Kyle Ledbetter on the ones and twos behind the screens. We're here, baby. Return to the Empire Podcast. No longer a live show for the rest of the 2023 NFL season. All giving you guys the latest on the 49ers. From Fortnite's HQ is I am the reporter that goes out there every single week talking to the players, the coaches, the staff, watching what goes down. And there's been a lot, a lot to take away from Niners practice and training camp going into now September. Just even last week, I know I've shared this with you guys off the off the air. Off the record. Off the record, I even should say. But last week watching Kyle Hughes check, you know, teach the backup quarterbacks how to hold the field goal kick. That was uh that was an interesting treat for me. I'll just say that. I had a little giggles there. Yeah, I think uh, Mr. Wishnowski was was teaching him too. From what I've, I yes, saw a video of that, yeah, uh, not a good look. No, no, <laughs> not a good look, guys. Not a good look. But again, it's preseason going into the season. They just got to figure this out for now, and then eventually <laughs> it'll be okay. We hope Jake Moody will hopefully be the kicker. We don't know. Now. Well, for yeah. now, yeah. for now. He yeah. is the kicker, the starting kicker on the Fortnite's second official depth chart. Yeah, because they just waived uh, Zane Gonzalez. They did with an injury settlement. Re- released Zane Gonzalez. I released. There are different okay. terminologies. Okay. Okay. Terms matter here. Yes, terms matter. Yes, that's why I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the reporter. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah. You don't want to uh, care about medical designations <laughs> no. to save money. No, man. Well, they well, did saving save money. money is important. Hey, saving money is always important, right? Just in life in general, saving yeah. money is important. And for paying Nick Bosa. <laughs> and paying Nick Bosa, it is. But um, in terms of the official depth charts, uh, Jake Moody, the rookie kicker from Michigan, is the only kicker listed on the unofficial depth chart. Of course, the Niners signed Matthew Wright uh, to the practice squad yesterday who may, you know, kick week one in Pittsburgh, a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Pennsylvania native, actually, uh, Matthew Wright, I should say. Uh, a little experience there at Acrisure Field. Is that the, the, how, they, how they call it? Acrisure? Yeah, they changed it from Heinz Field. Good job. That. You got it exactly right. Wow, what, good for me. What do, what do they sell? I think it's an, ins- it's an insurance company. Or something? I don't know. Who knows? Kyle's going to look it up for us. But while, okay, while, we do, yeah. while he does that, let's talk Niners in the depth chart. No real surprises here. Obviously, you know, you got guys, you know, Javon Hargrave, Cleveland Farrell, Eric Armstead, Drake Jackson starting your defensive line, Brock Purdy, Trent Williams. Again, all the usuals you see, but there are a couple spots that are, you know, due to injury, they got to fill some people in there. And one of those being Ronnie Bell, punt returner slash kick returner currently with Ray McLeod. Man, I'm Side glad lines. you brought him up. Yeah, I'm a Ronnie Bell fan. Are I'm you? a big Ronnie oh, Bell I'm fan. I'm a big Ronnie Bell but, fan too. But uh, <laughs> NFL run, I mean – I don't watch a lot of college ball, so I'm not going to lie and say yeah. I knew who he was before. But uh, Harbaugh guy, Michigan. Yes. Um, Ronnie Bell is listed as number two on the punt return and kickoff return. Yes. Uh, on, on the depth chart. So that is fascinating because Jameson Williams was uh, returning kickoffs, right, during the preseason? Deshaun Jameson. Deshaun Jameson. Excuse me. Wow, sorry. You think of the Lions? Yes. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Whoops. I got you. Uh, so Ronnie Bell – the the talk for him was that he was going to be a uh, punt returner only, right? Yes. Like that that was kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but then um, Deshaun Jameson was cut. Yes. And that put Ronnie Bell, you know, he, he, he has to step in with yeah. Ray Ray being out for presumably the next three or four weeks. Yeah, look, Ray Ray is trying to shoot. He's come back from broken wrist. That's a serious interest for wide receiver. He's trying to shoot for a week one return until Kyle, you know, never ruled me out. Kyle's ruling him out for week one. Let's say that right yeah, now. Yeah. He'll, he'll be back week two, week three, or week four probably is the more likely talk. Probably week three, I would you say. You want to make sure yeah. your returner yes. has a healthy wrist. wrist. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, or hand or anything. Yeah. Anything Arm, with the arms yeah. as a wide receiver, if yes. only one myself. Yeah, you gotta yeah, make sure pretty important. Pretty pretty sure. Like when I when I busted my middle finger playing basketball, man, I couldn't Ooh, catch more stories for a long oh dude. <laughs> my my I bust my middle finger so bad in fifth grade playing basketball. I jammed out of basketball. <laughs> oh fifth grade. Fifth grade. Oh, yeah. it was like, oh dude, it yeah. was early. My finger has been messed up ever since. Like it's yeah. never been the same. I I oh. laid on a folding chair in elementary school. My fingers never been it snapped and snapped the nail off. Oh so, my yeah. gosh! So not to one up you. No, you just did. I, I think you just did. I think you, that's what yeah. just happened. But that's yeah, okay. No, it was pretty cool. That's okay. Um, Ronnie Bell, though. Yes, and I Bell. love everyone. Call has been calling him, which I don't think is fair. Like a baby Debo. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that either. I don't like the nickname. I I think it's cool. He has a similar play style. We've yeah. seen him already run jet sweeps in in preseason. We've seen him run hard. He's a lot smaller than Debo. Yeah, even with. The weight loss Debo had this season, yeah. the the cut he went through. Oh yeah, but I think that with a smaller size, you're faster. Mm-hmm. You're faster, and he runs hard. I think he is perfect to be our punt returner, kick returner. Even though he had those two pretty big mess ups in the preseason, where the ball went through his hands. Yeah, not on a kickoff or a punt return. It was a it was a laser from Sam Darnold, one of them, and the other was from Trey. I believe it was from Trey. Yes. Yeah. So. One of them led to a devastating pick that should have been a pick six, yes. probably. Uh, got taken down at the uh, three-yard line in that area. Yes, but it did. Ronnie Bell, I think those are rookie mistakes, mm-hmm. and those are things that go away over time yes. if, if you improve as a player, which I think he will. I think he's so raw right now, and he's being groomed to be in that mm-hmm. that kind of backup, versatile Swiss Army knife role. Yes which is exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants. If you look at every single person on his offense, he's having Trent Williams run blocks, you know, throw (laughs) huge block Christian McCaffrey's throwing touchdowns. Yeah. Craziness. So I think he's perfect for this team. He's a, perfect fit for this team when they put when they took him in the seventh round i remember when they drafted him i would go man that's a perfect fit for a player give him in an offense that's you know integral and innovative creative that allows him to just be a playmaker ronnie bell is a playmaker he's not mm-hmm. a set in stone like i'm gonna do this one thing and that's it he does he's a jack of all trades that's why he's on the punt return team on the kick return team catching passes i mean he broke out for seven catches 114 yards in a preseason game yeah that's huge it's great it's massive it's great it's great He's he's someone I'm really looking forward to watching. I I trust him. I know he's a rookie, so watching the I'll be watching those kickoffs, those punts very closely, looking yeah. for the ball, weird movement or anything. I really hope I don't see it, but I'm not gonna be furious if if there are some issues because he is you know he's a rookie. He he's yeah. coming into this this Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, but I'm I'm rooting for him. Through and through. No, I, I I'm rooting for him as well. And I think he's gonna be a real factor for the Niners. I don't know if it's gonna be this season in terms of like offensively, but I think in a year or two, once he you know learns the ropes, learns Kyle's system, learns how to block a little better, because that's part of the Kyle system, 
he will be kind of in that Debo role, you know, that ultra utility role of running out the backfield, run him in slot, run him as, you know, kind of a screen pass kind of guy, you know, catch and run. Yeah. He he has all the tools to be just someone super, super successful in this Kyle Shanahan offense. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think we'll see him do some damage this year. I don't think he's going to be like a, uh, a prominent role on the team necessarily because no. I think when Ray Ray gets back, he's earned the right to step in to as Danny Gray as probably as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, may, maybe Danny Gray. I don't know. I think it's a competition with Danny Gray. Really? I, 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 I have not seen enough from Danny Gray. That's I, fair. Yeah. I have not seen enough from, he looked okay. Yeah. When I went, I went to a, a training camp this year, the first training day of training camp. And yeah. He looks solid. I just, I'm not sold on him yet. Yeah. Again, rookie, you know, he, he was a rookie last year. So I know the speed is there, but he's a different player. He's a different, he's more of a finesse player in my opinion. Than than um, than Ronnie Bell, who's more of a, a force, much to be much more with. physical. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it doesn't help that you know he's out right now with a very serious SSC joint sprain near his collarbone. Danny Gray, Danny Gray, yeah. is, yes, doesn't help right now. He'll be out a couple of weeks. Has to see a specialist. You know, I don't believe he's getting surgery, but again, he is going to be. I believe he is on the IR right now. Uh, yeah, missing the first four weeks of the season, so that sinks for them. But it opens doors for guys like Ronnie Bell, guys, you know. In the depth spot, these rookies that they drafted, again, they had 11 draft picks this year, and injuries only open it up. And we're going to talk about another guy who is injured right now but is listed as a starting sub-linebacker, and that's Oren Burks. Yeah, Oren Burks is the – he's going to be the Sam. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a guy I really – I'm not like over – I mean, he's a yeah. he's a backup guy, so you're, you're not going to be – I can't think of an expert like over the rainbow. I don't know. Look, he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna play a prominent role like <laughs> yeah, Dre, like yeah. like Dre Greenlaw or Fred Warner in terms of at the linebacker spot. But yeah. he's gonna fill the role of Aziz Al Shire, who has been pretty good for the Niners the last couple of years. He's been great. He yeah. uh, you were telling me before the show. I had no idea that Tennessee the kind of kind of the idea or the aura around him is like why would the Niners get rid of this guy? He's yeah. so good, but you can't pay anyone, everyone, you know, and you can't yeah. you don't. You got to pick and choose. This is what this is what it is. This is this is what sports are. It's Moneyball. Absolutely. And Oren Berg is a veteran, a five-year veteran. Came up from the Green Bay Packers, I believe, last season. And you know he's now stepping into this role of can he be a starter in the NFL? It doesn't help that he's already sprained his PCL though, and he is, um, I believe, expected to be back either this week or next week uh, to look out for that. But in turn, like we mentioned earlier with Ronnie Bell and the rookies, opportunity arises. And you know who's been really showing out. And during the preseason, Jalen Graham and D winners. People are high on Jalen Graham. Oh, yeah. People love, love Jalen, me included. Like, he, for a rookie linebacker to get the mic responsibility, and that's the lead responsibility guy has the call on the plays, call on the yeah. plays, the headset in the helmet. That's a big deal for a rookie linebacker, especially a seventh round pick like the Purdue product is. And these guys have speed for days, and they really are showing out in ways that, you know, I think are surprising the coaching staff themselves, actually. Yeah, he's a guy definitely to have an eye on. You know, you hope you don't see him play too much during the season. Yeah. I mean, this is something I've said a lot with the Darnold Lance uh, era where it was like, you know, I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter to me how good they are because hopefully they don't see the field. I mean, it does matter <laughs> to me, but it's like you. you Not during this yeah, season. Yeah, you want, you, you want them to be like brought along and kind of brought up to be the replacement Nurtured. eventually. Yeah. Just like Hafanga was his rookie mm-hmm. year. You yeah, know, he exactly. didn't start. Mm-hmm. He didn't play much, but he was brought along slowly, learned the system under D'Amico, mm-hmm. and now he's year an all-pro. Year two, all he's pro. an all-pro. Crazy, pro. crazy. Which so. I think these guys, I don't know if they can see all-pro potential in them, but they see some serious, serious potential, especially in Jalen Graham, to yeah. really 
you know, if Fred ever goes down, we got we got this guy, you know, to, to back him up. To be honest, I don't have a ton to say about Jalen Graham. I uh, I think he's great. I I'm excited mm-hmm. to see him, but yeah. that's just a guy like kind of, kind of in the back. Of my Keep mind. it on the radar, yeah, yeah. Niner fans. Yeah. He could be one for the, for the future to watch. He's very 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 young, and same with D. Winters. Uh-huh. Very very fast guys, and you cannot teach you know speed. You can't teach agility. What you can teach is fundamentals, and that's what the Niners pride themselves on is keep teaching fundamentals. Yeah, and y- you need a lot of fundamentals if you play Nickelback. Yes, you do. <laughs> you need a lot of fundamentals by Nickelback, yeah. and that's been a sore spot for the Niners this year. Obviously, looking at the unofficial dev chart, the guy they brought in to be the starting Nickelback, Isaiah Oliver, is listed still as a starting Nickelback, but it's been a less than positive preseason yeah. for him. That's yeah. for sure. His issue has been tackling, <laughs> which is like... <laughs> the, the main component yeah. of Nickelback. The one thing... Because like the, the idea essentially is that Steve Wilkes has pitched to to the media and to the public yes. is that there's going to be kind of a rotating door at, at Nickelback between yeah. uh, Oliver and uh, D- Demo, right? Demo and, and Womack as well. Yeah, probably. so they'll all be switching off. It'll be situational. Yeah. Isaiah Oliver was, Steve Wilkes said specifically that he will be brought in to like cover tight ends and big guys. Yes. And I know it's one play, but what really sticks out to me was in the preseason game against the Broncos, week two. Yeah. Greg Dolchich, their tight end, who mm-hmm. I like, he's a big dude, just crushed him on the edge yeah. for a big gain. And it's like, at the very least, you got to slow him down because hats will be there if you get there and you disrupt him a bit. Yeah. Helmets will be there to mm-hmm. make the tackle, right? They Essentially, will. it just. It was a it was a really bad look that one play, and I know it's one play, but I. But you you even go back to the Raiders game the, yeah. the week prior. I mean, on the touchdown pass, I forget who it was. To, I believe it was Wilkers, uh, Wilkinson, one of the Raiders depth depth receivers. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore, honestly. That's and coming from a re- recovering Raiders. Fan. Coming from a re- recovering Raiders fan, I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. And he cooked Isaiah Oliver at the goal line and just, just ran a simple out route, and it was you know money for him. So. That's an issue. If the veteran, five-year veteran, you know, from Colorado cannot be the guy, who is going to be the guy? And that kind of comes with experimenting from Steve Wilkes. And his first big task for the, for the Niners is figuring out this nickelback spot. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a guess and check scenario with him. Who have you liked the most at, at that spot? Who do you Womack. think? Womack. Womack. Yeah, and it's not even a question. I think Womack. And good. I know it's preseason, but his. Um, He's all over the field. He's he's a ball hawk. So that that's what I like to see. I he's see. very physical for his size. It's 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 very similar to Hufunga. It's very similar to like Dante Whitner. I do you remember last year when they played? I believe it was the Green Bay Packers week one of the preseason. He had that big standout game. Uh, I don't. You don't remember that game? Well, <laughs> he was he had he had okay. two picks in that game. So last year, I for week one of the preseason, which was on a Friday, I have to it's be awesome. up. To do a show Saturday mornings here at Sacktown Sports. I had to be up at 3.30 in the morning. And I had to go. It was my girlfriend's birthday. I had to go on a boat cruise thing. So I could barely watch it. And I went back and I tried. I think I just forgot or something. Yeah. But I remember watching the Trey Lance touchdown being like, okay, this is it. We're winning the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) That one throw to Danny Gray. It was, we're sold. Yeah. Um, No. So let me break it down for you. Because I was in attendance for that game. Samuel Womack had, I believe, two interceptions that game. And looked absolutely stellar. Looked unbelievable i couldn't actually believe how good he was they found another gem in in the fifth round i couldn't believe it and then the season went on with rookies it happens play started to taper off he started to get a little more tired a little more fatigued and you know he started not being in on play calls anymore they had to go just with demo which various ward with ambry thomas with 
uh, rotational guys they had at corner that were not Sammy Womack, the rookie. Sammy Womack, year two, looks like a much improved player and someone who is built to play a not an 18-game season, but a 22-game season, which is what the Niners are kind of striving for this year. You have to be. Like Bosa's been saying, he's not training for a 17-game season anymore. He's training for a 22. Yeah. And that's, you know, that reminds me of uh, our our friend at the station, Doug Christie. He yes. would always be like, he trains through the whole season. He doesn't stop when the playoffs are over for the Kings. He would he would keep keep going. So I'm I'm a big fan of that mentality. I think when you're that good of a player on that good of a team, you have to do things like that. You have to go above and beyond. Consistency is what it's all about in sports, right? You got to be put the time in every single day. If you put the work in, it's going to pay off eventually. Just look again, look at guys like Fred Warner. No one thought he was going to be the, the best linebacker in football. Yet here we are because he believed in his ability and his talent and put the work in. And here we are now, yeah. you know, that, that's not everyone is going to be a five-star recruit. That's not how it's going to work. You got to mm-hmm. work for it. Sometimes you got to work to be the best. And these guys, guys like Womack, guys like Afonga, Guys like Drake Jackson, they are putting in the work right now to show why they need to have you know actual playing time on the field. And you gotta put the work in to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. Yes, you do. And we will be talking about that after the break here on Sacktown Sports. Return of the Empire, first live show here on Sacktown Sports. A Milfergoso, Nate Littlefield, Kyle Ledbetter kicking it out with the ones and twos. We will be back Ooh. shortly. All righty, we're okay. clear. Okay. Um, okay, we got that Tomlin audio. That's we gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, so Emil, you'll you'll um, set that up for everyone listening right now. This is our first time, so we're just learning it. I've only watched people do this. I will. I don't know how to do this. this is interesting. Oh no 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 no! no, no. I'm play. doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emil, Emil, you get to do the fancy point I'm, at yeah. the producer to, to do. Okay. Yes, got it. Okay. Uh, also cleaning up some information from before. Uh, Christian Wilkerson is wide receiver six on the Raiders. Wow. They have six receivers on their 53-man roster. It must have been that touchdown that got him the job. And uh, Acrisher is a financial yeah. technology and insurance company headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Did I say insurance? No. What yeah. Oh, you did. did you? I think I did. You said oh, insurance. Did. Dude, why would I doubt I'll, you? I'll like take that? it. That's not cool. I was like shot in the dark right there, boys. Yeah. Well done. Good oh, job, dude. Good work. Good what work. a crazy word to say. Acrisure. Acrisure. Imagine Acrisure. saying it with a Pittsburgh accent, too. Oh, it's Acrisure. <laughs> is that the Pittsburgh? I don't, there's a Pittsburgh accent? Yeah, for sure. Really? I didn't know yeah. this. This is a new concept for me. I didn't know the Pittsburgh accent. You know, I don't want to try it because mine's not good enough. But yeah, there's a <laughs> Pittsburgh accent. Interesting. I, I had a Pittsburgh Steeler fan in my life during college, and he didn't have that accent. So you had a Pittsburgh I had a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You've met one, one Pittsburgh. You know, I, I met one Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers fan in Arizona. Shout out to Tanner. Too, Shout out Tanner. I think you know. I think he's from like the East Coast. I think that's why. Yeah. Well, Steelers are one of those organizations that you see fans everywhere. Yeah. Like they, Dallas, like because they're one of those Green Bay's and like one. the Raiders and I. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're big franchises and that's historic yeah. That's because they are so. We get into this, but like well run and like iconic, and we're such a big team. Oh, you mean competent. not like the recovering raider fan that i am no 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 but the steelers and raiders both used to be good let's not talk about that let's not talk about the immaculate catch everyone used to be good except the jaguars the uh immaculate reception thank you thank you the immaculate reception yes Yes. Yes. called it the immaculate catch Catch, reception again big words i don't know (laughs) reception anyways what were you gonna say nate i don't know dude i don't really have anything to say we're off the walls right now 
Yeah. I don't but that's know, the dude. fun thing about these YouTube segments. Chat. It's like a special show for all the people who are tuning in on YouTube. It's, yeah, it's just the, us all rambling. the people on YouTube. There's hundreds in there. I know. Or the people who listen. Um, hey, all, all eight of you in YouTube, I'm looking at the YouTube right now. Send us your questions. We will get to them at the end here going into our last segment. We will get to them towards the oh, end. Oh, I forgot about that. And the podcast people. This is a yeah. special treat. Yes. You're gonna. We're, we're coming back in 10 seconds, but you're going to have to show me how to pull YouTube audio okay. after okay. this. I will. Okay. Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield back for our final segment of our hour, Return of the Empire, of course. Here we've got some Mike Tomlin news talking about the Niners this week. They are preparing for them. Mike Tomlin, obviously Nick Bosa is not there, but Mike... Mike's making sure he's checking all the boxes. Maybe Nick will show up, so let's play it. Technical difficulties. Sorry about that, guys. We were getting you need to give me a second to drop yeah, the music yeah, yeah, so yeah, then yeah, I can. No yeah, problem. Yeah. I'm still yeah, Listen, it. listen. Still it's rookie learning. stuff here, you know. It's rookie stuff. As, as, you know, as a board op, you go through yes. ups and downs, and, yeah, you got to give him some leeway. We're here. still Armstead and Hargrave inside, Bosa on the perimeter. Yes, we are preparing for Bosa. It's, it's prudent for us to assume that he is going to be there and prepare in that vein as opposed to be surprised. Uh, we were in a similar circumstance with a dynamic rusher a couple of years ago in TJ. Um, we got a deal done at the 11th hour. He showed up in the stadium, and he was TJ Watt that day. And so that's what those guys do. Um, they show up, and they are who they are. And, and so uh, we expect him to be there. It's the prudent approach to take, and if he's going to be there, we know the type of player that he, need, that he intends on being, and so uh, that's something to be dealt with. So this is something you touched on in our first segment yeah. is like, is, is game ready mm-hmm. is different from peak physical fitness or what it's hard to even describe like off. It's not even off season. It's like, yeah, it's just being ready. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what Tomlin's saying right there. He's saying when TJ had a holdout, he mm-hmm. came back in and was ready to go. Yeah. And coming from a guy like that, Mike Tomlin, Super Bowl champion, Never had a season under 500. Nope. It makes me feel good. <laughs> it makes me feel good because TJ Watt, defensive player of the year as well. I think only once. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it's just, it, it, it's, it's reassuring to know that the potential just to come out and play it, yeah. is there. Does it make me feel good about the contract and all that? Not necessarily. No, no. but I do feel a little bit better for the situation overall that Nick will come back and snag a sack or two on Kenny Pickett. Look, the, the only difference really between this Nick Bosa thing and the TJ Watt holdout from a couple of years back is that TJ held in. Nick is holding out. TJ was in the facility the whole time while the contract negotiation was going on. He wasn't on the field, wasn't practicing. Similar how Debo was also kind of around as well last year. He was around for, for a good portion of it. Nick hasn't been here all summer. Since OTAs in May, he has not been on the West Coast. He's been back in Florida training in his gym. And that, I think, is what's holding up the issue here kind of with Nick is that he needs to be a part of a part of it. He needs to be around it because when you're around the organization, you can able you can just talk it out. You can just you know be there 24-7, talk it out. And I don't think that is what's happening here. And that might be the problem because, again, Nick Bosa, great player, but a complicated contract. And, you know, here we are. I mean, that's what happens. What I mean, we're going to do the whole show on this contract at this point. We but, are. but yeah, it, it's like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see Tomlin. Yeah. Uh, 
honestly like giving I, it's probably just more motive. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's giving more motivation for his team, preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. Uh, but I personally am a bit worried about this Steelers defense. It's yeah. good. No, it's good. nothing against the Niners offense or Brock or anything. I'm really the most, the thing I'm most excited about for week one is to see Brock Purdy play. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel the same way, even that aren't fans of the Niners. Like yeah. you, you kind of like storylines in the NFL. That, that is something that is attractive. No, it is. It's seeing Brock Purdy come back after his UCL injury is very, very attractive. It's going to be interesting what they scheme up for him to start the game. I, I anticipate a lot of runs, a lot of, you know, play action, get him in rhythm, you know, have some short dink and dunk stuff, you know, play to his game. Don't make him do the deep passes, make him do the, the short to intermediates. To, the stuff that he is really, really good at, excuse me, the stuff that he's really, really good at with the short to intermediates, that's what they're going to want to do. And they want to make sure that McCaffrey gets that run game in, make sure he gets all the stuff, all, everything like that. But do you have any expectations, Nate, for Brock Purdy in terms of like, what's he going to throw wise. for? Stats wise, yeah. Yeah, I think um, if I had to put a stat line right now, I'm going to say 275, okay. um, a two touchdowns and an interception. I like that. Yeah, and uh, rushing 25 yards. Ooh. Sneaks out, sneaks around. The, People are starting, yeah. like, uh, teams are figuring out. Because part part of coming in mm-hmm. and him being so great is the surprise of not knowing how to plan for this guy yeah. on an NFL level. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, played into his success last year. I'm not saying that that's why he was good. I'm saying that caught him off guard. It's similar to Colin Kaepernick when he yes. took over the league and then just, like, fell off a cliff. The, it His gimmick, not saying Brock has a gimmick <laughs> – Wore off. Oh, he's a dink and dunk quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So Brock, I, I teams are going to figure him out. Smart coaches are going to figure him out. They are. But I, yeah. So two seventy five, two touchdowns, an interception, and then runs for twenty five yards. The Matt Ryan special. Yes. Hey, got him an MVP. <laughs> hey, got him an MVP. He did, he did better than that though. I think. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. the one MVP season he did. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. cooking that one MVP season. And it's who every was the season. offensive coordinator for that team? I don't know. I, I think I, I think I think it's a smart guy by the name of um Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator. Anyways, in terms of how this game could play out, this could be, in my opinion, a similar situation to what happened last year in Chicago, game one. Obviously, you want the Niners to come out a hot start. They want to be a hot starting team. They want to get going on the road. But I don't know if Pittsburgh is the place to do that. Like yeah. the Steelers are game. They want to win the AFC North this year. Well, here's the problem. East Coast. Yes. East Coast for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh big travel. Yeah. Uh one one of the bigger ones you can do. Um uh for for the Niners. Yeah. It's you know the 10 a.m. start for us, which is the one p.m. Start. start for yep. them. Uh great for being a football fan on the East Coast. It's great. Yes, We're just having a conversation actually with our, our boss about that because yes. he's from different time zone. And yeah. He's like, oh, it'll be fun watching football at 10 a.m., which it is. It is. It's really fun. It is. It's it's nice to have the rest of your night after after you yeah. don't have to stay up late to yeah. watch games. Yeah, Sunday it's night nice. football starts at 5.30, 5.20. If you want to skip Sunday night football, your day's done at 4.30. Yeah, yeah. If it's <laughs> Who's a, skipping Sunday night football, though? Uh, people who don't like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> and people who don't like watching the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Look Lose at that. to Kansas City. Shots right there. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's a recurring theme. Same with the Raiders. Yeah. 
Something I did want to touch on, though, yes. with this Steelers defense, there, there's talent over, like we said, uh, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward still still doing his Mika stuff. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. So they, they have names. All They added Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Who's a, um, excuse me, wow, bubbly might, drink. Might be over the hill. Might be over the hill, but he's still talented and knows the Niners very well. Yes, he does. Yes. Spent a lot of time in Arizona. In Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he knows the Niners well. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Again, the Steelers at home, if this is the Niners at home game, I would kind of give the edge of the Niners. But the Niners being two and a half point favorites on the road scares the crap out of me. Like it really does. I, I, I just I don't I don't know why they're the favorites right now. You asked the question to me before the show, is this a trap game? And I'm gonna say no because it's week one. Trap games, I think, are for worse teams. Okay. Last year for the Niners, Atlanta. That was yeah. a worse team. And the year before for that was Atlanta too. I think it was Atlanta. The Atlanta too. game, yeah, where they lost to Julio on the on the goal line. Know, was it about Atlanta? Or was that two years? I I don't what, know. That, what, was it. that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. Was yeah. the okay, Julio yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, that that's a trap game in the middle of the season when you're rolling. There's a bad team coming to town. You're like, oh, we got this one favored yeah. by eight points. Easy money. What's happening? Like, oh yeah. my god got punched in the gut like you were not expecting i don't i think more people are uh are more hopeful for the steelers and they see the talent they see the coaching they see that it's a it's a young quarterback in kenny pickett who has yeah. not had a full season to play but yeah. has looked good they finished the season last year i think seven and two correct seven and yeah. two they were hot last year the mm-hmm. end of the year something else to pay attention to they run a three four defense which yes, is the know. two linebackers in the middle two middle linebackers mm-hmm. Uh, the Niners run a four-three defense, yes. which, when you're running that in practice, I know you simulate. Uh, um, what am I? Uh, simulate. Sim- simulate. I yeah. just tripped over. That's embarrassing. Wow. Uh, simulate the other team, but when you don't have the players in the positions to yeah. do that, it's just it's so different. So you're playing a different defense. Just just more things to factor in to to watch out for uh, for this week one matchup. Yeah, another thing to watch out for, and I think this is going to be a really big topic. Obviously, Bosa is is, is, the, is key here as a yeah. play, but George Kittle, if 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 George Kittle doesn't feel well enough, he's going through that abductor strain still, a little issue with this groin abductor area. If he's not ready to go, that's a big problem for their run game. He's doing too many nude commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's his problem. <laughs> what now? Wait, yeah, what? he did a commercial over the. Um, you guys didn't see that in the offseason? I don't think commercial. I saw- Yeah, he did a commercial. Yeah, some for I forget what it was I for, thought, but yeah. I thought you were talking about the other commercial. No, he's done. He's he's a superstar of the offseason. He I saw him everywhere this offseason. George Kittle is a fan they favorite. Love, yeah, yeah. So what are your Twitter algorithms showing you? I, I don't have Twitter. All I know is I, I all yeah. I know is I see him, you know, with with the pink, I think it was the penguin shirt with with the Michelob Ultra or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I only know. know him from like what is it, the the office tablet commercial that his wife is in with oh, him. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's too. the only one I know him George from. George in a lot of commercials. <laughs> you are realizing yeah, no, he here. Is. Yeah, he just pops up and it's fun to see that. It's fun to see it's fun to see players on your team yeah. be superstars. But 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 anyway. It's all about what's on the field though, not off the field right now. We're going to the season and if, and if he cannot go, if George Kittle cannot go week one. That's that's a big problem for the Niners, yeah. man. I mean, we like Charlie Warner. We like Ross Dooley. We like Braden Willis. I'm excited to see Braden Willis. I'm excited to see Braden Willis, too. Yeah. But are they Georgia Kittle? No. No, they're not George Kittle. So another big loss for them could be that. And then, again, it's about figuring out the, the cornerback spot. 
Is the defensive line rotation going to be okay? Is the offensive line rotation going to be okay? There are so many questions coming from preseason that the Niners didn't want, but are here. And it, I just, that's why I just want the season to get here. That's why I want week one to get here. That's yeah. why the three days between Thursday night yeah. and Sunday are going to be brutal. That's technically three, right? You got mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then so, sure, that's three, whatever. I'm saying that's three. <laughs> I, I want to, before we get out of here, though, I want to pick your brain on the similarities between this week one and uh, last year's week one. And maybe this will be more of a, a bigger conversation next week when yeah. we can recap both of them. But what what are you seeing here? Because I, I know I just said week one can't be a trap game. But that was kind of a trap game, I guess. It was in a monsoon. Yeah, it was in a monsoon. Trey Lance's opening debut. Field is terrible. Field is terrible. terrible. I still think they should have won that game. Justin I don't know. Fields the, has that crazy throw. The Bears aren't good. He had his greatest uh, like run play, arguably like his greatest play of his career so far. Yeah. He, he's, he's a superstar. And maybe he had something to prove, too, because the Niners didn't take him. But I, I, what similarities do you see between these two week ones? Um, well, Trey Lance is not playing, so that's not a similarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Brock Purdy. In terms of similarities, though, it's just on the road. And big questions at quarterback. And, and big question the quarterback. Is Brock fully healthy? Is he ready to go? Obviously, he had a pitch count last week, had a little deloading week ahead of week one. He's back to normal now in terms of what he's throwing in practice. But again, as you've talked about, in-game reps and practice reps are totally different things. And Brock has to, you know, get that mojo back in-game. He's shown it in the preseason on the, on the few drives, but that's only a few drives in the first quarter. Can he do it for a whole game? Can he go into the second half, you know, down seven or up seven and keep the lead and get the lead, you know, questions that he answered last year, he's going to have to answer them all over again. Yeah. It, it, that, that's why I'm so excited to watch him play. I'm so excited yeah. to see him hopefully pick up uh, from where he left off. He has that, this is not good analysis. I don't like when people do this, but I'm doing it. Do it. When when you just go, they have that grit. They have that it factor. But you watch him on the field, and he's getting I, fired up over stuff. It. Yeah, yeah and he's like, I never saw Jimmy. Like, Jimmy would get excited, but not like this guy. This guy's going and flexing and screaming at people, and everyone loves him. And Trey definitely didn't do that. Trey, no. Trey never had the confidence to get hyped like that. Trey never had the moments that the Brock has had, though. Even in such a short career, Trey's never had those moments that Brock had. I mean, I, I think about the the bomb to Debo Samuel against the Houston Texans in 2020? One. 2021, yes. And I don't remember them freaking out. Like, Brock, no. if he did that, Brock is going to run down there and scream. He's going to do that flex thing where he yells. Yeah. But do you think, though, it's because of his standing when he came in, into the league? Again, Mr. Irrelevant compared to Chip third, on the shoulder. third overall pick. Like, yeah. everybody loves a comeback story. Everybody mm-hmm. loves an underdog. And Brock Purdy is the epitome of an underdog. That's for dang sure. Yeah, I th- I think it's I think it's personality, really. I think it's personality and experience. Yeah. And those two things our our confidence like you add those together and you get you get confident when you're confident rolling you do whatever you want yeah you, you do whatever you want you yeah. make the throws you don't double get you don't you don't overthink things you you make the right read the first time you let it rip you throw touchdowns yeah you know before we go before we go i gotta share where, what the, the moment that i knew brock purdy was kind of this guy was that touchdown running in Tampa bay 
when, when at the goal line, you want to yeah. sneak it in, throw, throw, you know, throw a short, short pass. Brock sees the opening, skips past the defender, sidearm, you know, shoves off him, and then goes in the end zone. Has that flex, gets all up in anyone's face, and you could just see how much it meant to him and how much of a gamer that he was. And that that's really what I see with Brock is that that guy just he wants to win at all costs. He wants to get better and wants to do it for the team and. That's what you need from a quarterback. He's a leader. Yeah. For me, what really shocked me was when he stepped in for Jimmy and uh, they're they're going down at the uh, end of the second quarter. So half's about to end and Shanahan has the trust in him to throw a touchdown to McCaffrey. And I was shocked that they did that. Shocked they didn't kick a field goal. But I'm really excited for week one. Yeah. I got Niners winning. <laughs> I have Steelers okay. winning. Yeah. Niners by three. Well, we'll be back next week, every Tuesday, 6 to 7 p.m. here on Sacktown Sports, Sacktown Sports 1140. I am your host, Emil Fergoso, joined by my co-host, Nate Littlefield. For Return of the Empire, for Kyle Ledbetter on the ones and twos, we'll be back next week. See y'all. Have a great night.